How are you, Katie? I'm okay. I um yeah, I broke my tooth. Um oh, and, God. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. Like it's the same one. Like it's it's where I didn't get my wisdom tooth out and the wisdom tooth is like oh. has eaten away at the other tooth and so like it's yeah. dead basically. Oh god. Um and uh and it broke like in the summer or now it broke again. But the problem is like the tooth doesn't hurt, but like this jagged piece of it is sticking into my tongue and that hurts a lot. Uh-huh. So it hurts to talk worst. and especially to eat. But like, you know, it'll 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 get dull in a in a day or mm. so probably. I'm so glad we're about to go into this recording of a podcast where you mm-hmm, will be talking. Yeah. <laughs> where I talk constantly. Yeah. I mean like I should go to the dentist, but you know America. Who's got the time. Who's got the money? I mean, I've got pretty good health insurance, but you know. But still. It's still, I, yeah, it's still I need to go to the expensive. dentist. Who has the time? I've been to the dentist in a long ass time. Oh God, I need to go to the dentist. Um, anyways, what a great segue because as we all know that today's episode that we're talking about, today's movie, is The Dentist Who Loved Me. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen going on thirty. No, Thomas, Thomas! See, both of Emma's cats are named after uh, human men. So if you hear her screaming at Thomas and Roland, those are not her children. Those are cats. Cats love boxes. <laughs> I love boxes. Katie and I went to a 24-hour movie horror movie festival on Saturday. Sure did. I didn't stay for the whole thing. Katie stayed for I way more than I whole- did. You stayed for a long time, though. Like 6 a.m.? You stayed for five movies, and I stayed mm-hmm. for ten, and Caitlin Ooh. and Luke stayed for all thirteen. Yeah, Jesus, mm-hmm. that's intense. But uh, Charlie, it was a great time. I we had so much fun, and but Charlie, he anytime he doesn't care for the cinema. He doesn't like the cinema and butter on your popcorn. Who has butter on their popcorn? Literally everyone but British people. Exactly. It's the most bizarre thing. And he was I went to a cinema in Bulgaria and they put butter and salt on their popcorn there. So So it's just British people? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Part of me thinks that Charlie's lying. I need to go to (laughs) I haven't been to a British cinema. Um, but he was telling me that there's, uh, you go into the cinema and they have pre-made popcorn and there's two sections, sweet and salty. So. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like there's like Chicago mix and stuff. Like some people yeah, like sweet popcorn. Caramel like, there's corn. caramel corn and there's like cheese popcorn and stuff. But hold yeah. on, did you say pre-made popcorn? Like they don't even pop it in the theater? I don't think the way he was describing it, it sounded like it was just like uh, they popped a sh- bunch of popcorn in the morning just leave it in these like giant glass cases yeah so like you're getting stale popcorn because the brits are great at culinary arts everyone knows that what a hellish place (laughs) charlie just texted me and he goes no (laughs) (laughs) it's the same as american okay he's not here to defend himself really so exactly so we can say whatever we want. And that's feminism. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he did say that uh, they do make it fresh. Okay, fair enough. Um, anyways, um, so as this is the beginning of another episode of a podcast, I have another new opener that I'm pitching to Katie. 
because that's become my thing. This one has like music, like opening and closing music. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let's see how this goes. So you're not gonna edit it. You're gonna play it live on your phone. Okay. No, I'm gonna say it. Okay. This is Go Get Your Girl, the podcast where we discuss what the French call coup de foudre or thunderbolt movie. That's that was right. The most German a French word has ever sounded. <laughs> chatting all things romantic comedy specifically 13 going on 30 pew, pew, pew. <laughs> i didn't care for that one <laughs> what was it was it was it my pronounced pronunciation of coupe de fiefle <laughs> are you scottish are you french by I... the way of scott scott german Scott German, uh, just a very lost. I went to Scottish college person. with a guy named Scott German. I think. Oh um, no! Do you think he's ever been to Scotland or Germany? I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, I believed it. Tell us about Thirteen Going on Thirty, Katie. Oh, okay. Thirteen Going on Thirty is a two thousand four uh, romantic comedy film starring Miss Jennifer Garner and yes. Mr. Mark Ruffalo. Heart Eyes, uh, directed by the late yes. Gary Winnick, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P.? Yeah, he died a few years after. He, um, yeah, what did he do? He did this, and he did something else that's... Uh, he did a really weird pretty... artsy movie. Yeah, he did, like, a really intense artsy drama, which is, like, also a romance film. I could not tell you the name, but it looks like you're looking it up right now. And the studios he were very... Charlotte Webb. Like the, the live action one. There's a live action Charlotte's Web? Yeah, with Julia Roberts as Charlotte. Oh, that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, anyways, the student studios were hesitant to allow him to, dec- to decorate, to direct this movie. <laughs> because he had only, he was only ever known at that time for this, like, indie romance drama. Yeah. So that's a little fun fact um, for you. It uh, uh, his IMDb does not say. Oh, complications from brain cancer. Yeah, he died <gasps> in two thousand eleven. Oh, yeah, that's one of he the worst directed, ones. It's one of the worst ones. Yeah, he directed Thirteen Going on Thirty and uh, Bride Wars, and oh. a bunch of and the Charlotte's Web movie and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff I haven't heard of. And um, yeah, and yeah, he died in two thousand eleven. Well, it seems like Thirteen thir- Going on Thirty really ignited his spark for the love of. Um rom-com slash coms yeah i mean bride wars is is pretty bad uh i watched that relatively recently well it's on our list so we will be watching it for this oh podcast. i'm sure oh yeah we watch we watch good bad and we all we're equal all, opportunity all around podcast. exactly exactly we don't uh, yeah directed by directed by gary winnick um and um it concerns uh a woman of the with the unlikely name of jenna rink um, <laughs> why who is who is 13 years old in 1987 none of those kids she, look 15 no um and one of them is brie larson did you notice that i know i pointed that out to charlie i went um there's yeah. going to be someone walking up on the right that you'll recognize and he goes who i don't who and i was like that's brie larson he goes that's brie larson i was like yes oh, you knew already that, before you started oh, watching it oh of course yeah 
Oh yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I was I I was watching it alone, and I yeah, I just I know I recognized her. Yeah, um, yeah, I, she has like one line, and she doesn't. She barely. She's barely in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's always showing up, Brie Larson, when you don't expect she's, her. Yeah, exactly. She's kind of like I was gonna say Spider Man, but not Spider Man. I don't know why I Spider-Man? thought Spider Man. Just ignore that. Spider Man. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's in Spider-Man. the community and stuff. Um, yeah, so, uh, she wants, so basically this movie is about, um, it's kind of like a reverse Christmas Carol, which we'll get there. Yeah, but, Charlie thought um, it was a Freaky Friday, and then I, he was like, oh, is this like no. a Freaky Friday situation? I, and I had to explain to him, no, but yes, yes, but no. It is a Freaky Friday situation in that, like, she switches bodies, I guess. I mean, does 30-year-old Jenna go into 13-year-old Jenna's body? We don't know. Yeah. She jumps into herself, basically. I mean, there is no, yeah. but I mean, like, it's hard to, yeah, it's best not to get bogged down into the, the magic in this movie. <laughs> but what happens is um, she has uh, a best, she has a best friend whose name is, uh, hold on, I wrote it down because it's also <laughs> absurd. Matt Flamhalf, which the character's Who names in this movie names? are... Jenna Rink and Matt Flamhalf. And then her which, friend, um, Judy Greer's name is insane, too, because she has this weird, like, nickname, Tom Tom, but her Tom actual Tom. name yeah. is, like, Daisy or Lucy. Lucy or something? It's Lucy. It's Lucy. Where do you get Tom Tom? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't explain <laughs> any of those things. So Jenna <laughs> wants to be popular, and she's not, because she's a weird yeah. nerd. And she it. wants... She wants to join the popular girls called the Six Chicks, led by um, Baby Judy Greer, uh, <laughs> and they—they're uh, the popular girls, and she wants to be one of them. And she like agrees to do their homework if they come to her thirteenth birthday party, and they come there, and they're really Aww. mean to her. They're the worst. And they lock her in the closet and tell her the cute boy is going to kiss her, but instead they get Matt Flamhalf, uh, Flam who's half. her, you know platonic best friend who's obviously in love with her who grows up to be mark ruffalo yeah um and he uh he make, he makes her a dream house first of all he does um, because... he makes her this adorable little dream house which also is a little creepy because jenna in the dream house is in the bathtub mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why is jenna in the bathtub yeah, I don't know why he chose to portray her naked, but he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he also put uh, Rick Springfield there, uh, and also himself. And also himself, telling Rick Springfield to, like, not get too flirty. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very sweet, and it's very yeah. it's very innocent. Um, yes. And uh, he also gives her uh, wishing powder, which apparently you buy at the store. Um, I don't understand, like, what the wishing powder is, but... Yeah. She... Uh, he goes in there to, to play like seven minutes in heaven or whatever. And he goes in there and is about to kiss her, but she finds out that it's him because she's blindfolded. And then she rejects him and he leaves and the dream house falls and the wishing powder falls. And she wishes that she was 30 and flirty and thriving. Yes. Just like her favorite magazine, Poise Magazine. Sparkle is the, is the rival. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did the writers live in a world where there's people with names? things with names (laughs) i mean it's it's cosmo basically poise is is. is cosmo i think yeah yeah um it's 1987 and she like you know gets knocked out by the dream house hitting her on the head (laughs) and she wakes up in 
2004, you know, the present when the movie came out. And yeah. she's Jennifer Garner, which, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you wake up and you're Jennifer Garner. I, your entire life has changed for the positive. Yeah, I mean, also, she lives in an amazing apartment in New York. She clearly has a lot of money. She goes on, like, a Fifth yeah. Avenue shopping spree later. Like, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's, like, this, a lot of this, like, wish fulfillment stuff is top loaded into the movie where like it seems like her life is amazing and then slowly she realizes that she's compromised herself by making all these bad decisions yeah uh, by trying to be by trying to be popular yeah she's terrible but like the joy of the movie is that she's not she's not terrible all of a sudden because now she's innocent 13 year old jennifer garner pushed forward into her 30 year old self yeah. And she wakes up and there's a naked hockey player in her in her apartment, <laughs> which terrifies her because she sees his thing. I mean, yep. Um. <laughs> the moment with the umbrella is such great comic timing. Uh-huh. Like, I thought that uh-huh. that was absolutely brilliant where she goes, no. And he like drops his towel. And at the same moment, she opens the umbrella so that it like blocks his peen peen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his what? <laughs> his... Uh, you said thing thing and that was on my brain and I was gonna say peen and then it just kept coming out of my mouth. So I went with I did it. not say I did not say thing thing. I just said oh, thing, which is what she calls it. Yeah. Why would I have said thing thing? That's not I a normal thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. I mean a thing thing, a peen peen. It's all yeah, penis. Okay. All right. I think we should call it peen peen for the rest of the podcast. Peen peen. His little peen um, peen. I- I actually hate that. My mother uh, calls a penis a uh, a peeny ween, which <laughs> is horrific. Uh, and she calls a like vagina serial a... killers. Oh yeah, for real. She calls a, a vagina a coosy loo. I'm sorry, a what? A coosy loo. I know. That's not know. even close to vagina. No, it's not. <laughs> When she said the doctor, does she say, I'm so sorry, doctor, but my cursey, 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 Lou? Coosey Lou. My coosey Lou is on fire. (laughs) The doctor would be like. Well, I don't, I don't think she would do that in a professional setting. She would probably say, you know, uh, business or something. like My business. I can't wait to meet your mom. Please don't. I don't think she would say the word vagina under any circumstances. Yeah. Not if she can help it. Um, so anyway, now that I've called out my mother. The, um, yeah. So, what else is this podcast uh, for? If not calling exa- yeah, out our true. parents. Yeah. Um, also, her, her hockey player uh, boyfriend calls her Sweet Bottom, which is yeah. a red flag like absolutely flag. no chance in hell do i let anybody call me sweet bottom and also uh, no matter how true it may be <laughs> so hey sweet bottom just a little side note i the, my biggest issue <laughs> with this movie was the fact that her nickname was sweet bottom and then she makes a reference she goes thanks it's because i've got these awesome tits to um fill out my dress <laughs> yeah yeah. Jennifer Garner, amazing shape. She's this is peak Jennifer Garner right off of Alias. Um, just absolutely amazing shape. She's got amazing arms. The two things that she probably does not have are an ass and boobs. So I yeah. felt lied to. Not known for her breasts, Jennifer Garner. Not known Although, for her breasts. 
to be fair, she had no breasts. Like, there's a whole thing with her stuffing her bra in the first scene when she's 13. And she does a lot of, like, this, you know? Like, as soon as she wakes up, it's, oh my god, I have boobs. Which is understandable, I suppose. The, (laughs) um... It's uh, it's very sweet. Like Jennifer Garner's performance in this movie is, ah, uh, so good. Seventy five percent of the charm in this movie, and Mark yeah. Ruffalo is the other twenty five percent. Like it's um, yeah, she they this, carry she, this. Yeah, she ate in this movie. Um, as the kids say, yeah. <laughs> she ate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know. <laughs> um, what happens next? Um, yeah, so she works. She's she works at a magazine as all romantic comedy uh, protagonists of do. Of course, uh, yeah. she works at her, her. It's her dream job. She has her dream job. She works with Judy Greer, is her best friend, um, who's not a, not a good person, and mm. like her coworker at the magazine, Andy Circus, uh, is her boss, who is fantastic. Um, He's really great. He he has like. Charlie pointed out he's got major Michael Sheen vibes. Yeah, major not as Michael hot as Michael Sheen. Um, Obviously, I think I think Michael Sheen is very hot. By the way, are we are you on board with that? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, not as hot as David Tennant, but well, no. I, I mean, digress. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> actually, the I should watch it. Two. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah Good yeah. Omens. What we're talking about, Neil Gaiman's right, Good Omens. Right. It's an excellent book. And then show and yes yeah i read the book a long time ago but um yeah i never watched the show i've heard it's good um yeah so she works at the magazine and then she like basically like breathes fresh air into everything that she does like the first like big scene is at this they're at this party and they're they can't get people to dance and so she has the dj put on thriller and leads everybody in a choreographed dance number i love a choreographed dance number especially in a rom-com so good they do <laughs> pop up from time to time. It's not as rare as yep. you would, as it is in other genres, but yeah, Andy Circus is dancing. It's it's Ugh. what's not to love. Yeah, magically everyone is a professional dancer, and they just know. They all, all the know the Thriller dance. I mean, do you know the Thriller dance? That's my dream. I dance. I just know the like. That's all I know. That's They did parts of the Thriller dance, which tell me that like they either had a choreographer or. Those kids had been watching the backup dancers in the thriller video on repeat for like a yeah, year. Yeah, now I understand. I think it's it's pretty realistic because it does show in the past that you know Jenna had memorized it. Like she's doing it yeah. at the party before the girls get there, and I understand that like you know she would remember because it's been one day yeah. for her. But like yeah, exactly. then everybody starts doing it together, and it's it it's great. Back. It's a nice yeah. little I, like yeah. bleed of realism like out of the movie, and I love when stuff like that happens. I think the equivalent for our generation would be like bye bye bye. Like if someone just got up and started doing the bye 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 dance, I mean, everybody knows. Like I know, like this part, you know, like the yeah, like yeah, yeah. That was the little eating monster. Bye, ain't no lie, baby. Bye bye bye. And then the fist, and then you jump when you do the Uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this, the, uh, well, I don't think it's the eve of Britney Spears' book coming out, but it's coming out. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited! <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, you you like the celebrity tell-all memoir, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I love a celebrity tell-all men- uh-uh. um, memoir. It's great. One of my faves is Holly Madison's because it really gives you a great insight into, down the rabbit hole, it really gives you a really great insight into um, what it was like to be 
a Playboy bunny in peak Playboy bunny times. And my and guess it, is spoiler alert, real bad. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. It was not a good time. Not a good time. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so yes, we're talking about all of that. Um, and uh <laughs> And, you know, she she starts to realize that, like, her life is, she. it seems like she's got everything she wanted, but, like, mm-hmm. her boyfriend is a, I mean, I think her hockey player boyfriend is kind of cute. He's a himbo, like, he's completely Yeah, stupid. he's real dumb. Yeah, and, he's, like, self I mean, like, he's cute, but, like, his little ice ice baby dance, I was like, I would walk out. I would be so Oh, yeah, that's, that's cringe. Yeah, it's very cringe. Yeah. 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 Because he's um, a hockey player, his stripper song is Ice Ice Baby. Which makes ice, sense, yeah. Ice Baby. Yeah. Um, and uh but yeah and then so she tries to find matt flamhalf um who she goes to jerk she you know she goes she he's in new york he lives in another amazing apartment and he's supposed to be like a struggling photographer he lives in this huge apartment in the village just in crazy the village. yeah um and uh she uh she tries to like get back into his life but he's engaged to this girl and he's going to move to chicago to be with her and he's like, Jenna, we're not friends anymore. Like, you abandoned me and started to become friends with all those girls and you became popular. Like, you did it. Like, you you yeah. changed your whole personality to fit in with these people and you became a bad person, basically. And he doesn't tell yeah. her that. She kind of discovers it on her own. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because also there's the job situation where at her magazine, and again, I don't know how magazines work, but I'm almost 100% <laughs> sure that this is a completely <laughs> fictional fictional scenario because the problem is the other yeah. magazine sparkle keeps scooping them like they have the same they have the same cover model and they have the same like interview in every like for for 7 months they said they've sparkle has scooped them like someone is is like a mole giving sparkle their their information but like Are, is sparkle like putting out those those covers before pose because i, I got so confused saying, yeah. in the in like the details of that because on the wall they're like our march um episode our march catalog went out and issue thank you i forgot what words are uh our march catalog or issue (laughs) went out (laughs) and then one day later sparkles same thing yeah. so like at one point i thought that they were just coming out within like a day of each other and i was like so how's that a problem well i think the idea is like so the one of them is like jennifer lopez's 10 sex tips or something and then sparkles yeah. has 11 sex tips you know so it's like they've got they're, one they're, more they're one-upping <laughs> them but here's the thing like jennifer lopez's publicist wouldn't allow that to happen right like yeah or, or, I mean, or like you know on the other hand but here's the other thing but like on the other hand like the these the celebrities are going to go through like a publicity cycle like if jennifer lopez is going to be on the cover of these things she's promoting something and like that's yeah that's it's known like you have you have non-exclusive interviews and you have exclusive interviews because oh god my earbud just fell Ah! (laughs) listeners my left ear is significantly smaller than my right ear and my left earbud (laughs) falls out of my head all the time it's really weird it's what makes you special yeah not my like i'm not like you know quasimodo like i have like (laughs) the the ear hole is smaller yeah but like i mean re- they'll know ears are normal. when they yeah. see you that they're oh, just God. ever so slightly <laughs> they're ever so slightly different in size yeah i um, honestly don't couldn't couldn't even i can't tell until an no of course not falls out yeah. of your ear yeah yeah that's um, an only you we, knowledge thing we don't need to publish that we should cut that out <laughs> um <laughs> 
Is this your edit or my edit? I think this is mine. Yeah. I think this is your edit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to cut that out for sure. The... <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. Yeah. So um, leave it in. Slow it down. Yeah. Um, the, um... So anyways, 13 going on 30. God damn it. We're way off this time. Tell me more. Okay. So. Yeah, so somebody is a mole. It turns out, of course, that it's Jenna Rink. Um, she yes. is because, and actually, you can see it in the very first scene when she realizes it's her apartment and she's going through her mail. You see one of them is from Sparkle. If you're paying yeah. Attention. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. I mean, I knew oh obviously because I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Well, so, but yeah. I did notice, yeah, that one of the one of the things is a check from Sparkle that she gets. Yeah. Yeah, because she's so, the scooper. But she doesn't find that out until the very end. Um, yes. Mostly it's her, like, she tells everyone. She's like, yesterday I was 13. Everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so do you want to do this? Thing? Like, nobody, it's like, nobody thinks she's crazy. Nobody, like. <laughs> the only person that, like, kind of thinks that she's crazy and, like, kind of treats her like a mentally ill person is, um mark ruffalo who he's just like can i walk you to your apartment which i'm just like there also maybe walk her to the doctor's office which there was a cut scene that took place in the doctor's office that they cut i can't tell you any more about it because that's all i know there was just a cut scene where she's in the doctor's office i do have this yeah on dvd somewhere i wonder Ooh, maybe the cut scene's there it might be at my parents house i don't know um but yeah that would make sense because yeah nobody seems really concerned at all uh (laughs) even though she tells everyone she's she meets um yeah she hits on a 13 year old boy at a at a restaurant yeah Yeah, that was problematic (laughs) um she's acting but also comedy it is yeah she's acting and judy greer is like we want to get arrested yeah um but yeah and she she falls in love with matt flamhaft because how can you not he's with a name like that he's mark ruffalo and uh he's a fucking dreamboat you know like yeah yeah in 2004, got really excited. there's not many a uh, charlie's into mark ruffalo uh he's into marvel <laughs> so oh, when right. he yeah, saw yeah. the hulk he goes the hulk's in this oh for god's sake he was on board immediately um i will save the rest of my charlie comments for my charlie's corner at the end okay 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 the that's the thing oh it's the hulk isn't it um it's the hulk it doesn't sound like that not how, not how he sounds at all yeah um yeah so that happens they have like you know some fun even though he has a fiance which is kind of something that like i generally don't like i do not like the cheating rom-com yeah. generally um yeah most of it i mean like they don't sleep together they kiss and that is yeah. as far as the relationship goes and most importantly like by the end like she loses everything um she realizes that yeah. her life is terrible um i mean she is sabotaged like she puts together so like the magazine needs to be um rebranded basically and she and judy greer come up with competing pitches for how they're going to fix the magazine and judy greer yeah comes up with <laughs> the most horrifying thing you've ever seen heroin chic don't eat women are garbage yeah oh my god i wish i had it which essentially down what is she's... what it was um i don't think i wrote it down but she the, the some of the the way that she described it is ridiculous um it looks like a nine inch nails video that she's playing behind and then jenna basically creates rookie 
magazine, you know? Oh, I was going to say she basically invents Abercrombie and Fitch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the photography is a bit like, it's like a less, like a toned down, less homoerotic version of Abercrombie and Fitch. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's like if Abercrombie and Fitch met those Dove commercials today, that's what Jen created. Yeah. Or like, do you know, do you remember Rookie from like, no, seven or eight years ago? Oh, okay. So it was this magazine that these like, like really young girls put together, like uh, teenagers. Um, And it's, was it a zine? It started as that. Yeah. And then it became kind of like a big, it kind of became like a big deal for a little while. Yeah. And um, the art of it and the way that it's like, you know, it's body positive and like, it's about like, it, it, it looked, the aesthetic is very, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this was Ricky. Um, I don't know if Ricky is still around, but that's basically what she does. It's like, she's inspired by, you know, her yearbook that she was looking at that, you know, she didn't get to experience. And so she gets these models together and she gets Matt Flamhalf um to take the pictures (laughs) i'm just gonna laugh every time i hear his name in in central park and then judy gurr sabotages them um and Mm -hmm. she tells matt flamhaf that um (laughs) that they couldn't use his pictures and has him sign a release and then she sells them to the other magazine and then she becomes editor-in-chief of sparkle and jenna gets nothing um and uh finds out that she was the one who was uh who's doing it and then she has to go get her girl she yeah. drives across, she gets a cab and the cab driver is the boy she was in love with when she was a kid. Who's now played by Jim Gaffigan, which seems what? a little cruel, a little cruel. Yes. The, the scene, yeah. yeah. What's well, like, yeah, you could have been married to a cab driver. Like, <laughs> oh, what nothing, would your life worse, be? nothing worse than that. Um, and uh, she goes to Mark Ruffalo's house in Jersey where he's getting married. And um, because I think uh, she also told Mark Ruffalo that, you know, Jenna wasn't into him. And, and so he should marry his yeah. girl and move to Chicago, which he probably should anyway. And she yeah, has the and big... I think he was planning on doing that anyways. Yeah. Because yeah. he has I mean, this realization. Yeah. She has the big go get your girl speech. And she says that, like, mm-hmm. I'm not the person that I was, that, that you thought I am. And I'm different now. And you should, you should choose me. And he's like no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I care more about you than I do about her, but like, you know, we care about each other and that's a real life. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave her on her wedding day, which I really like. Yeah. Um, I liked that too. It was very like real. Yeah. Yeah. It's very realistic. And like, she's like, I'm not going to ruin this woman's wedding, you know? Yeah. Um, And then um, because the movie paid for the caterer. God, I know. And it's at his parents' house? Like, come so on. So expensive. Both of, both him and Jenna grew up in next-door, beautiful, colonial Americana mm-hmm. mansions. Yeah. Like, this is Jersey. why... But in Jersey. But yes. But, I mean, I'd kill for one of those houses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh because of the real movie the real fantasy of this movie is the end it's not about going forward yeah. it's not about 13 going on 30 it's about going back to your life when you were 13 and changing and making the correct decisions to change your life because you know she talks to her mom about that and her mom's like you know i wouldn't change anything like all the mistakes that i made yeah i got to learn from them and what we see yeah. is that Jenna has made those mistakes, but she didn't get a chance to learn when it happened. And she's only learning now 
because she didn't yeah. experience that life. I thought that that scene was, uh, again, like another really like heartwarming mom to main character scene, which we've seen a lot throughout these movies, where the mom has those words of wisdom, which is genuinely well acted, well written and you know tugs at my heartstrings a little bit yeah there's a little bit of pathos in there because also she's like she doesn't talk to her parents and like her parents are good people like it's not i mean i think it's if if your parents are bad people and and you've suffered abuse like it's extremely well within your rights to cut off cut your parents off but in her case in this movie she has basically cut her parents off for no real reason other than that they annoy her you know yeah yeah. And so there's pathos there because her mother is touched that she's like getting her daughter back at this moment. Like she's yeah. become this, like the, the person that she became that she doesn't have a relationship with is, has left. And now she's got her little girl again. Um, yeah. But so the movie is really about the idea of her being able to go back. Um, because yeah. again, like in kind of a Christmas Carol way, she jumps into the future and sees the life that she's kind of ruined. Because yeah. she's chasing popularity and she's chasing the idea of what her dream house and her dream life really is instead of seeing what she already has and appreciating who she is really instead of creating like a fake version of herself to make people yeah. like her and to be successful in, in business and stuff. And so she goes back into the closet and the, you know, the, or no, she's outside, right? And the wind blows the Yeah, magic she's outside. Dust because this magic dust up. hasn't gone anywhere after. Yeah. 15 no 17 17 years in a closet because matt kept the dream house which i was just like oh god he kept it and he gives it to her at the end and it's very very sweet yeah um and uh and she goes back in time and she wakes up in the closet and when matt flamhouse comes in the closet to kiss her she (laughs) she jumps his bones basically yeah uh and he's like oh you know what you're doing (laughs) which is very funny yeah um Um, are we led to believe because i after the movie ended i had thought about it did they date all throughout middle school and high school it's it's hard to say because it shows them because she's like come with me and then go outside and then it's their wedding at his parents house and they're 30 yeah which like if you started dating when you were 13 you why would you, you wait da- until 30 get to get married exactly. like get married at like exactly. 22 or something yeah exactly if you already know and then we we don't really see what their life is is she still a magazine editor like yeah he is definitely a photographer because that was his what his dream but like we don't know and we don't know like what their life is they're living in jersey like they don't live in new york anymore they're living in a house or maybe suburbs. they did move to New York and we don't know that they live in a house in the suburbs. They just got married there. They could have just had the No, no, they have the house. They're moving into they're, they're moving into the house at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right cuz they move into her dream house. Yeah, it's pink. Oh. And uh yeah. and they they're, they're on the couch in the yard and then she says yeah. um uh <laughs> he says she says uh thank you Mr. Flam half and then she says he says, thank you, Mrs. Flamhalf. And Flamhalf is the last word in the movie. <laughs> Famous last words. Which is I, bonkers. I, just, I can't. I can't with that last name. Like, is that even a real last name? Can I Google if there's any other Flamhalfs in the world? I'm so sorry. If your name is Flamhalf, I am so I sorry mean, that we made fun of the name. But that's... I was going to say, the first thing that comes up is Matt Flamhalf, 13 going yeah. on 30. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> That is the only flam half that the internet knows. Yeah. <laughs> is 13 going on 30. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm seeing. There's a Tumblr page for Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> There's several Tumblr pages. Uh, of course there are. I get what it. are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was I was heavy on, on a Tumblr in the early 2010s, and I'm aware of, yeah. of Mark Ruffalo Tumblrs. <laughs> um, I will take this moment to enter in Charlie's Corner and what okay. my husband thought of the movie, which his initial thoughts after it ended were, ah, that was fine. That was solid. Um, which in Charlie terms is, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's not his rating scale. <laughs> what was the rating scale that we were giving? Oh, I've already oh completely my God. forgotten. I've completely forgot. So his rating scale is like the movie Ozone that we saw on sure. Saturday as his worst, which is okay. a terrible yeah. horror movie that looks like it was made in someone's backyard. And then absolute prime of cinema is basketball. So that's the scale of greatness. That's the Charles scale of greatness. In case you're not aware, basketball (laughs) is a movie made by the South Park guys in the 90s. about about They invent a sport. Is that what it is? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I watched it as a favor to my husband like a month ago, and it's bad. (laughs) So... This is also oh. Charlie, who famously does not like The Princess Bride. So, grain of salt. <laughs> Everyone. So, I'd say that this is probably ranked a, a, like, a, like a six, a five or a six okay. on that scale. Yeah, yeah. All right. He is, his hot take, this is why fashion is cyclical, is because 13 going on 30 happens every 20 years. Because if you noticed, she brought back a bunch of 80s fashion oh, yeah. to her modern Which wardrobe. Is... Which is a, a big, huge part of the movie and a huge part of the appeal. I mean, that the early yeah. 2000s had a big 80s revival in music, oh, yeah. in fashion, in everything. Just like the 2000s are coming back now. Yeah. The, I mean, or coming back. The 2000s have been back for like two years now. Um, so, the 80s were so, very big in 2004. Yeah. Like the killers were, um, were like, there was a big 80s yeah. revival um, when this movie yeah. came out. And that's kind of like the fashion and stuff was was part of of this yeah. movie and like she's got some she's got some good outfits for sure oh for sure uh so yeah so charlie wants everyone to know that there is probably someone at poise magazine which is totally real in his mind uh-huh. who just 13 going on 30 themselves and is making everyone fall in love with their oh. 2000s fashion. That was the point he was trying to get across. I see. I see. So his theory is that someone is constantly 13 going on 30 yes. themselves. And that's yes. why fashion keeps it's looking cyclical. to the past. Yeah. Okay. Like you maybe know? on a wind tour is 13 going on 30ing herself constantly. Yeah. And she's she's 43 going on 60ing herself and <laughs> 60 going on 77ing herself. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's his his big big take. And so I mean, we and can't also, prove him wrong, Emma. Like we can't we can't yeah. prove, his, prove him wrong because we don't know anyone at Poise Magazine, which is totally that's true. real. That's true. I don't know anyone uh, at Poise Magazine. Also, at, I do want everyone to know that at the very beginning of this movie. Uh, when 13-year-old Jenna is going into the closet, 
Tom Tom is saying that this guy that she really that that this guy that Jenna really wants to hook up with the like popular guy he's definitely going to be in the closet right there and oh yeah by the way his favorite base is second base and so she immediately looks at her boobs and unstuffs her boobs uh Charlie got confused because in England second base is fingering (laughs) oh they move fast across the ocean so what is first base in england i have no idea i think we'll have to let the listeners find out next week i mean like i guess i guess you know i mean first base is kissing and third base yeah it's gotta be so so second base is like hand stuff whether that's on the on the boobs or 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 fingering it's you know it's similar but like specifically because like there's that sort of you know very innocent of oh they're just gonna they're gonna touch my boobs yeah sort of yeah. thing so it seems like no, very they're 13 i think th- i think there's different ba- i think there's different bases based on how much more also they don't use the base system in england do they they don't have baseball they there. do they've got oh they've got yeah is it is it the first <laughs> wicket and the second wicket is that what they have in cricket is one of first them sticky that's an expression kissing. i heard oh yeah. one of them sticky there's a sticky wicket that's something that british people oh. say I don't know. I don't uh, know how cricket works. Nobody knowledge does. On, That's the secret. My knowledge, my knowledge on baseball is low, I'll tell you. But my knowledge on cricket is non-existent. Real high. I do know um, that there are wickets and yeah. they have a bat because they use one in Shaun of the Dead. And that's the... Exactly. Yeah. That's all I know about cricket. And the games last yeah. forever. The games go on for they, hours and hours. They, yeah. yeah. Days and days and days and nobody can win. Um, You know what I've learned a lot about lately? <laughs> or sorry, that I'm an expert in. I don't know if you also are an expert, but football, that's a sport. <laughs> because because Taylor Travis Swift. Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I had a dream about them. Like the amount oh of bandwidth that their relationship is taking in my brain is problematic why why do i care this is a key difference between you and me emma because like (laughs) i like taylor swift and i appreciate her music we went to see taylor swift together this summer yes uh, the the um, heiress tour yeah so um so we do we have that in common but like i I mean, I'm I'm happy for her that she's dating somebody I who too. I think is like seems like a good guy, and and I think he's yeah. I think he's hot. They you, seem you think happy. He's hot? Yeah, I think that he's hot in that sort of like you know um, that high school kind of yeah that football player kind of way. Uh, yeah. In that you know that he, he seems definitely nice, though, could yeah. murder you at one point because oh, sure. of yeah. all the jumbling that his brain is doing during. This oh court. right, right, right. <laughs> but I I just don't like how much. Uh, attention i give the, their relationship yeah. anytime no, I don't. Picture, oh, but like why do yeah. i care why why do i care i don't know i don't i don't I, care I, I that's don't. the thing like again i'm happy for her in kind of an abstract way like the same reason <laughs> way i would be happy for anybody to be in a in a, in a stable like good relationship but no i don't yeah, watch totally. the tiktoks or the i don't read like articles about it i'm not into i'm not into celebs i don't care yeah, yeah. which is fair which is fair. And I bet celebs would really appreciate that about you, Katie. You not giving them attention. <laughs> so I mean, I see it. I see it on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not obsessed. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But um, anyways, back to 13 going on 30. What um, what thoughts, feelings, opinions 
how this movie make you um, feel Katie? it's it's a, it's adorable like i oh yeah so what's your history with this movie oh did you yeah see it when it came so out? my i did not see it when it came out i in 2004 i was a freshman in high school sophomore in high school somewhere around there i was going through some angsty and was not wanting oh it was a little pink for you when you were in high school yeah for me in high school which now would be like perfect i mean i love it now but i think that i was too cynical as i mean um, a teen to appreciate for those of you who can't see the video emma is wearing a my chemical romance t-shirt right now um which which harkens back to her emo past but she is she is no longer an emo uh no i'm i'm a retired emo I'm yeah. I'm a retired re- retired emo. I, I I wear color. I was never an emo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate. I mean, I like lo- I love my Chemical Romance, and like I yeah. had a big like you know uh, I had a, I had a phase where I was into all that music, you know, when it was popular and everything. But like exactly. I wasn't like a when lifestyle person. Like I didn't. Oh, it was a lifestyle for me. It one hundred percent was. <laughs> yeah, it was for many people. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, uh, I was preppy in high school. Yeah. So was this like one of your favorite films? <laughs> i was pretty into it yeah i definitely saw it um i think i'm pretty sure i saw it in the theater or I, I yeah i i i loved it and i bought it on dvd apparently i definitely had yeah. it on dvd so you definitely I, liked it enough to buy it on dvd so <laughs> yeah i mean i was a huge fan of jennifer garner and also yeah. mark ruffalo because i was and, a big alias oh, fan um which oh. we talked about previously we talked about bradley cooper yeah i was a big alias yeah. fan and um i was a huge mark ruffalo fan because of you can count on me which have you seen that movie Oh no! What's what's With, you can count it's, on me? It's Laura Linney and Mark Ruffalo, and they play brother and sister, and it's a um, oh. it's a drama, and it's it's really beautiful. It's Kenneth Lonergan, um, oh. it, yeah. the playwright, and he's made movies too. He made um, yeah, Margaret, um, and um, a couple of other things. But he wrote the play Lobby Hero, and uh, oh, this is yeah, our yeah. youth. I think is Kenneth Lonergan. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone knows yeah. this is our youth. Yeah. <laughs> um can i just say that jenna's or jenna's jennifer's like acting in this her jennifer garner's characterization of 13 going on 30 jenna rank is just some of the best on-screen yeah. comedy acting i think i will ever see like so much of it is so just like delightful and it sort of like walks that fine line of being just charming enough and also just cringy enough to where you're just Mm -hmm. like oh why are you doing that but oh i still really like you as a character so i think that she did a really really amazing job (laughs) i just like to commend you jennifer garner (laughs) oh it's a great i mean jennifer Jennifer garner is a queen i fucking love jennifer garner to this day love jennifer garner um good instagram follow jennifer garner oh Um, yeah her all of her baking so yeah uh i yeah i think she's she's adorable um and it is in in different hands it could have been hard to watch like it could have been too twee it could have been too cringe like it could have been embarrassing to to watch but she totally pulls it off because it's all charm um she's it's very specific um i saw like somebody i was talking to this with somebody somebody and they said that she acted like way younger than 13 and yeah. I don't think that's true. I think it's very, think it's like true. she, this girl, when she was 13 is a very awkward, um, yeah. you know, weird little kid, you know, and you know, she's not, she doesn't have poise, right? Like yeah. she doesn't exactly. have that, um, <laughs> that, st- that, that, you know, element of 
you know, being a snooty bitch that the, yeah. the six chicks were at 13 and she becomes when she's 30. And that is what makes the movie, you know, and that's what the movie's yeah. about too. Um, yeah. It's, um, uh, if that, great. if that didn't make you love Jennifer Garner enough, here's some fun facts that I got about the movie. Almost fun facts. Um, Mark's, Mark Ruffalo's first scene was the thriller dance sequence. He was terrified of doing the scene, but Jennifer Garner's enthusiasm was very infectious, he says. Um, and then Andy Serkis had to re- rehearse the scene separately from everybody else because he was in London. But her enthusiasm was so infectious that he made, or she made Mark Ruffalo feel comfortable and at home. Uh, and a lot of her childlike observations were actually improvised by Jennifer Garner. Uh, mm-hmm. An excellent example of that is when Alex, her um, hockey boyfriend, wants to play sex games with Jenna. She suggests they play Battleship. <laughs> The producers realized how funny Jennifer Garner was during her acceptance speech for winning an award for the 59th annual uh, Golden Globe Awards for Alias. And then they made her the point of casting. So it was her award speech (laughs) that got her the role. So So just always think. The the part? Yeah. Oh, for sure. She was the first choice. I think they also reached out to Reese Witherspoon. And then there were like a couple other names that was like very like 2004. You're just like, yeah, that that makes sense that they would circulate through those actors. Oh, so fun things about this movie. Jenna Rink turns 30, 13 minutes into the film. Um, Also, adult Jenna seeing herself in the mirror was a deliberate homage to Big, famously referenced on this podcast, I believe in the first episode. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, when Tom Hanks Penny first Marshall's saw himself big. as a grown-up. Yeah. Penny Marshall's big. And also, a Broadway musical based on the film was announced in 2017. It, as of 2023, has not still been done. So, thank God. another Not another movie musical. <laughs> I mean, I can Dear see that, though. God. Like, it's, it, it definitely, yeah. it sings. You know, like, you could make yeah. this into a musical. I mean, like, I have nothing it against, sings. like, a movie musical if it's good. You know, like... Yeah. Um, you know, the Legally Blonde is, is, is a great musical. They're not yeah. all good. Yeah, Legally Blonde, Mean Girls. End of list. There's, <laughs> there's definitely oh, no, wait. Wa- waitress was great. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Heathers, you know, there's lots of good movies. Oh, Heathers. Heathers. I fucking love Heathers. But yeah. then there's yeah, Shrek, yeah. you know, like for every... Yeah. You get For Shrek or you get you get The Devil Wears Prada, the musical. Oh, I didn't even I haven't even heard that one. Yeah. Oh, they did their out of town tryout here in Chicago. Oh, okay. And it did, did not go it? well. No, oh, I did not. Well, you know. It did not go well. If you're not I mean, here's the thing, like a lot of these a lot of those movies like depend so much on like lightning in a bottle kind of stuff. And like yeah. Meryl Streep in that movie is gonna be really hard to replace. Yeah. I think they tried with uh, I mean, amazing Broadway actress Beth Carvel. Um, I think she in the Devil Wears Prada musical. But speaking of Broadway greats, did you notice who one of the other employees at the magazine was? No, I did not. Uh, Daisy Egan, voice of oh. Megra and Hercules, and also oh, you know I know who she was. Yeah, I saw her. Yep. And I thought she looked familiar, but I didn't. I didn't put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Daisy about, Egan. Yeah. She originated the role of Belle on Broadway. 
Daisy she Egan. was that's a re- not right. It's Sarah no? Egan, isn't it? Or Sarah really? Egan? Is it not Daisy Egan? No, you're right. Daisy Egan is. Oh no! Wait, no. Nope. Daisy Egan is a different person. <laughs> yeah, but she is not... a mu- she is a musical theater person. But so Sarah Egan wrong. is Megara in Hercules and ah, Beauty and the Sarah Beast. Egan. Right? Is Sarah it Sarah? E- Susan Egan. <laughs> Susan Egan. Damn it. Yeah. It was Susan Egan. Daisy Egan yeah. was, uh, here's a little <laughs> bit of knowledge for you. Daisy Egan was the original little girl in the Secret Garden musical. There two. we go. The there Secret go. Garden 2. It does not seem yeah. like they are related. No. But yeah, she was voice of Megra. She had like three lines. Go you. You did great. No, no. It wasn't her. <laughs> Susan Egan. Wait, is Susan Egan in the movie? Or Yeah, is... Susan Egan is in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying Daisy Egan was in the movie and Susan no. Egan is not. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan Egan and her little like page boy haircut, like nineteen. Yeah, that's who like, I thought. She yeah. Obviously yeah. went in and replaced Sutton Foster in Millie right after that. Like she was filming uh, yeah. during the day doing Millie at night, obviously. Her, her, so yeah. uh hey, you ever had Razzles? <laughs> uh was that a real candy? Because yeah, I I questioned it. I, if they had said like nerds or something. But I mean, again, uh, yeah. like 90s kids. Well, they still have kids. nerds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both 90s kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like Razzles, I think, is like one generation too far yeah. removed. Oh, I've me. got 90s candy right here. So this is. Oh! So this is my Razzles. Let's this see. is an, an Astro Pop. Do you see that? Oh, damn. Does this look familiar to you? Do you know what this is? Yes, it does. Okay, yeah. Hello. I used to get these in the movie theater um, all the time uh, because they last forever. It's Okay, so for the people who can't see this, it's an Astro Pop, (laughs) which is a a rocket-themed lollipop that's that's like a a triangle. Uh, And it's very sharp at the end. And it's pineapple-flavored and (laughs) green-flavored and cherry-flavored. And Um, it can kill you. And what you do is, in the movie theater, like, you suck on it until it gets really sharp, and then you poke your sister in the neck with it, which is, you know, <laughs> that's what I did. That's what everyone did. I mean, yeah. honestly, it was in the commercials. You just, that's what you do. Doesn't matter if you have a sister or if you don't have a sister. If you don't have a sister, you just find the next person that looks like they could be your sister. And exactly. you poke them in the neck. <laughs> and there was a tragic time, like, in the, in the 2000s, where you could, you, ha- you could find them, and they had inverted it. To where <gasps> the the narrow end was by the stick Why? and the wide end Why? was on the top so so it wasn't so sharp because i imagine kids mm-hmm. had it in their mouth and then it would just pierce right through the soft palate into their brain and kill them instantly yeah um, some kids it's also the thing about it is it's like i don't it's like six inches long you know yeah um, it's, it's a uh, big sucker it's a monster like so my i was talking about these like a couple years ago and not to my friends cassie and luke and they mailed me some. And that's where this comes from. This is this has actually been sitting on this table, like by the makeup mirror for like two years. It's probably had, still good. It probably is. I mean, I had one immediately and it's like, it's a, it's, it's like, it's kind of like one of those big, like 
like lollipops that like a little uh, a little school girl has you know that's like the size yeah. of your head um you should it's have, like an all day brought, yeah well you should have brought it to the to the music box of horrors i know yeah it's a good festival. movie it's a good movie snack yeah i uh yeah. i totally forgot about it but yeah they yeah. now this is now that it's like you know you can only get it at like you know indie candy shops and everything and it is it's back <laughs> to the, so the classic cool. design so this is my yes. razzles in the movie they have razzles <laughs> which is a candy that becomes a gum which I only know about because of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, like, I can must, imagine sure what like that's like, and I don't thing. like it. Yeah. I've had them before. The yeah. Razzles? Yeah. Somebody remember... um, in college, I had them again because somebody gave them to me because of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember there was that whole, like, late 80s, early 90s, I think all the way to the 2000s of, like, gum that was so candy like that you would just eat it and swallow it and then you would be told off by your parents because it would just it you wouldn't get it out of your system for seven years supposedly yeah that's and not true that's not true but well, like, it's like that tape. and like juice, bubble, bubble tape. tape and like juicy fruit and like oh like, yeah i, I love like, juicy fruit yeah sense and like um, zebra the zebra gum you know fruit stripe fruit stripe yeah. Yeah, oh, I can gum, like yeah. smell it. I can like taste it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it seems fun at first. But then when it it loses its flavor real fast, and it gets real sad. I feel that about well, way about all gum. Really, I'm not a gum person. Yeah. Like neither if, am like, I. Oh my god, this is how we're like even more. <laughs> like if somebody has like sometimes you know like you know if you need like a mint or something and like somebody has gum yeah. like you you know take some gum and like literally like two minutes in I'm like well this tastes like nothing now and you gotta spit yeah. it out. This is garbage. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on 13 going on 30? Final thoughts Feelings. on 13 going on 30. One of the, fir- the first thing that uh, Jenna Rink says to Matt Flamhalf when she sees him as an adult is you got so tall, which is weird <laughs> because she's taller than him. Uh, Mark Ruffalo <laughs> is a short king. He's he's listed height as 5'8", which makes me think he's like 5'6". Yeah, because you know that's yeah. a lie. And Jennifer so Garner's tiny. listed height. Jennifer Garner's listed height is 5'8", so she's probably like 5'9", minimum. Yeah, yeah. But she's definitely, I mean, she's probably wearing heels in most of those scenes, but she's definitely, she's noticeably taller than him in almost every scene, yeah. Well, it was a great film, it was a classic, and a lot of it came down and boiled down to the performances, Mm -hmm. I think, for sure. So that was 13 going on 30. I've got another little star note here. This is this is Ooh, harkening yes. back to your thing about uh, the drive from Chicago to New York in when her yes. and Sally. She lives in like the NYU area. She lives like yeah. close to Union Square, a little bit west, and he lives in Greenwich Village. And she go and um, uh, and she's going from her apartment, which is like twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth Street somewhere. Um, and she's going to Wall Street, which is in like the southern part of Manhattan. Uh, but the limo takes her there through Times Square. So <laughs> the limo goes north about 30 blocks and then turns around and then goes south about 50 blocks to get down to the uh, to where the party is the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because you got to go through seems, Times Square. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Everyone knows that when you take a car in New York, anywhere in Manhattan, you have to drive through Times Square. Doesn't matter yeah. where you are in that island. Yeah, it's weird. Like you know, it the Times Square. That's like before they put the TKT the TKTS bleachers there, and I always notice oh, that. Yeah. Also, another I, thing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there's also a Borders. <laughs> oh Times yeah, Square. exactly. 
Yeah, and I used to work at a border. I'm not at the, I didn't work at the Times Square when I worked at the one on Park Avenue, but uh, I worked at the borders in oh, New York. Yeah, in Manhattan. Fancy. Um, the uh, one one more thing I thought about <laughs> later after I finished watching this is because she jumps from 1987 to 2004, which means that 9/11 happened. Oh um, no! At some point, and Again, like they 9/11, don't... a hot topic on this podcast. Wisely, they did not include a scene where someone explains 9-11 to Jenna Rink because <laughs> she lives God. in New York. It has to be yeah. like the first thing you notice. And like, like she goes out of the apartment New and York like, yeah. is, that's still on everybody's mind. Everyone's still talking about it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's 2004. Yeah. Jeez, they didn't make I'm a big so deal out of it, which I can understand Thank why you. in a rom-com, yeah. but it is one of those things that occurs to you. It's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Just gliding sure, over just, that. <laughs> just gonna, we're, we're just we don't need to see that. We don't need that. Yeah, we don't need that's to, a downer. No, Matt Flamhaft does not explain nine eleven to Jenny <laughs> in the course of this that's movie. In the scene where we don't see it. Yeah, it's at the doctor's <laughs> office. Well, remember. this has been go get your girl, and I'm Emma, and I'm Katie, and then join us next week. Oh, what are we doing next week? Oh yeah, your pick. What are we doing next week? Um, I just did a random number generator for okay. our episode chart, and it came up. It keeps coming up with the number twenty three, but I don't know what movie that is, and so I'm gonna say uh, I've got it right here. That is Cousins. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm picking a different one. I'm doing it again, okay. and this time it came up with twelve. Which oh my god, that's Amelie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I fucking love Amelie. We will talk about all things twee. Yeah. We will talk about the musical. We will talk about twee and French and ha ha ha. Um, and you get to hear more of Emma's fantastic Scott German French accent. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. So, Katie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Katie of the Lake and blue sky at the same thing and um <laughs> i don't know maybe i'll get a threads i don't know it's a nightmare social media is a yeah. is a nightmare you can find our podcast on yeah. instagram and twitter and whatever at at, yeah. at, at uh go get your girl pod go get your girl pod go get your girl pod where can Which they find you emma they can find me at emily pizza on Instagram and TikTok. Emily Those are the M two. Pizza. Oh, sorry. Emily M Pizza. God damn it. Somebody already had taken <laughs> Emily Pizza. And it makes me I so know. mad. And you know, know that it's someone that didn't deserve it. Someone whose name is Emily, who probably just really likes pizza. But I had to <laughs> live with Emily. my last name. <laughs> that, that bitch whose name actually is Emily <laughs> is taking my Instagram name. Um. <laughs> God yeah, there's, damn the, it. If your name is Emily Pizza, <laughs> fight me. Yeah, because there, because there's I was able to get I was surprised I was able to get Katie of the Lake everywhere, but um the person who has Katie of the Lake on Instagram like never uses it. So I feel oh, like nice. I deserve it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And so long and good night. <laughs> good night. Bye.